Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Uh, I want to start by um, you to join with me in one of our sacred prayers of our people. And I want to read it first and I'm going to ask you to stand. I may pray two or three times during this message. I, I believe in dipping more than once. Come on. Not once and done. I believe in, in, in being saturated with the anointing. There's something when you see men and women that are saturated with the goodness of God in the land of the living. They bristle with the, the presence of the Lord. Come on. And, and we want to enter in together. And it says this in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol in your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. If you've been to Israel on the Ketel, or the, some people call it the Western Wall, and you're on the left, how many have been to Israel in the room here? Come on, it's time for me to take a trip with a few more. Amen. And if you, as you approach the wall, if you're on the left side, there's a little cave there, and the rabbis are there, and they'll pull you in, and what they'll do is they'll begin to shema you. They'll wrap up things, phylacteries on your arm, and the tefillim, they'll put it on, the, on your forehead. But I'm here to tell you, as wonderful as that is, it's not an external gospel that we're called to carry. Amen? <laughs> he wants those, those things on the inside of us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He wants that revelation on the inside of his sons and daughters. So when I, when I ask you to stand, I'm going to sing the Shema. And I want to pray over you. And our rabbis believe that as, and they still to this day, they don't maybe all have the revelation by the grace of God that I've been given to know my Jewish Messiah, Yeshua. But they believe that as they sing the Shema, it is as, this is how they put it, it is receiving the yoke of a kingdom. Come on. They actually believe that when they say this, that there's a, there's a mantle, a yoke. Come on, we've been given a yoke in Genesis. It's called a Genesis mandate. We didn't fall from heaven, we fell from a message. And God, we receive. And if you served under a rabbi or God drew, drew near to the rabbis, you would be, what were they called, in their yoke. Come on. Come on, that, the, those words were used by Yeshua so many times. Paul, he said, I'm a yoke fellow. What does it mean? That he would stick his head as the young one with Christ in the yoke, like oxen yoke. Come on, some of us that are young, we get our head banged about so often because Jesus is moving us and we haven't learned yet to lean into the master. But there's moments when we're going to learn to lean in to the master. We're going to learn that we're going to anticipate where he's moving and we're going to just move. If you want your head ears banged up, then don't learn. It's up to you. But I am telling you, as I get older, I don't need my, my head banged up. 
I want to lean. And there's a beautiful yoke that we receive. Would you stand? Come on, this is just my introduction. That's why I said I'll never get through this. That's okay. If you like what, maybe pastor will have to bring me back for a little bit. (laughs) If I do well. Amen. He has to do well. Let me see. Let's receive the yoke. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, Baruch Shem Kivot, Malkuto Leolam. Shema, hear, O Israel. And as I'm speaking to you, the commonwealth of Israel, as we come together, he's taken the middle wall down that Jew and Gentile can come together in a commonwealth together. We receive that yoke. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is a united plural one, Echad. Blessed be his eternal kingdom that is forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory be his name. We receive that yoke. I'm going to just jump into this real quick, quickly, as quickly as I can go. But I want you to hear with the Spirit. Uh, Many times when I'm sharing, I've had a few people after us come up and say, well, that was an amazing point. I I said that I didn't really share. That wasn't my point. And the the reality is the Holy Spirit was teaching in the midst. Because when there's revelation and there's a river flowing, I would say, if he's coming to you and sharing something different than I'm sharing, go with him. Amen? Let him speak to you the, the, the words of life that you need to hear today. I want to start this by saying in Ezekiel, he was in captivity. This is not the the text that I want to land in, but Ezekiel was in captivity. He had a hard mission. There were the tensions of not being in his homeland. He was there for five years and he was about to turn 30. If he was in Jerusalem, if he was in Jerusalem, he would have entered into at 30 becoming a rabbi. That's why we see that Yeshua uh, stepped into his full ministry at 30 because that was the age when a rabbi would start his ministry. You couldn't come become a rabbi in the Jewish culture before that age of 30. Amen? And so we see Ezekiel, you know, his whole narrative is being changed Instead of a rabbi saying, Ezekiel, I know you would have been a rabbi, but I want to catch you up in the things of God. I want to, I want to bring you in and make you a prophet, and I want to publish some things that generations are going to hear. And he said yes to the Lord. Interestingly, he was at the river Kabar, and that river means joining. He was at the river joined with God. And uh, he saw very difficult things. Come on, saints. Oh, I wish there would be some that would be able to share the tough things as well as the good things. Come on. We have to be able to receive the hard words and 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 the other words. The hard words and the other words are good words. If they're producing life inside of us. Come on, you know the difference. 
And so he sees horrific, the glory departing a house. That could be the worst thing to lose your lampstand is the worst thing that could happen to a church. But then he gets this revelation of the hope of glory returning. Then he starts seeing this progression. He sees the altar restored. He sees the new heart given. This is a progression. He sees an army rising up with those dry bones. He sees a priesthood awakening. He sees the land and inheritance restored. Are you with me? He sees a river flowing. He sees gates of a city opening. And then he's the most extraordinary thing. He sees the name of that city. And it says, the Lord is there. I don't know about you. I don't want to be any other city except to a place that says the Lord is here. I am telling you, the Lord is here on this campus. The Lord is here online going out. The Lord is here stirring up his house again in this city. And we see his original tension in these things that God shows in the scriptures, rivers that make glad the city of God. And we see these these, these shadows and types that speak to what he wants to release and what he did release in the new covenant and what he's still releasing today. And so God uses rivers, wells, springs in his creation. He, even on the bookends of the Bible, we have from, from Genesis and we have in Revelation, Genesis, to, there's, a, there's, a, there's the mandate, but then he says, this is my intention of how you're to carry the mandate. And we see four rivers, come on, Pishon, flowing river, it, but it gets better than that. Gihon, flowing but overflowing. Oh, that we would overflow. And then it gets better than that. The fourth river had this, the Tigris, and that has to do a river flowing with intention. Come on, you can have glory and presence, but if you're not going forth and with intention like an arrow, that's what the Torah, when we say the Torah, it comes from, there's a root word that has to do with yara. It means a flowing river and an arrow of intention. Come on. That's the words that we're receiving in the, in the Bible. We want to be a flowing river. And at the end, at the end of the omega, at the end, we see the new Jerusalem and a river and trees that are springing forth in every month, not just one month, not two, not three, not four, 12 months out of the year, there's a flowing river and abundance. Come on, come on. Not just occasionally, all the time. And then of course we see that God uses wells. There's a woman at the well, we know the story really should be changed to the man at the well waiting for her. We, we focus on the woman, and I will focus in a minute. But there's a man there named Yeshua, the beautiful one, the exalted Lord. He has gone out of his way to go to a well so he could unlock things where the disciples were so concerned about their stomachs. Come on. I love to eat too. Don't get me wrong. But there was food spiritual food that he was giving out. And while the disciples were worried about him saying, well, you need to eat. He was like, no, I am eating. 
My food is to do the will. That word is nutrients. My nutrients are to do the will of my Father. Are you with me? Do you still love me so far? All right. <laughs> Come on. I'm not preaching so bad for a white man. Come on. Come on. I'm going to have some fun in this. Man, I don't get a chance. You're going to have to help me. I'll encourage me a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah, we might even have a runner in here. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if you <laughs> uh, uh, If I had joined an order, there would be disorder, unfortunately. God knew. <laughs> and uh, come on, there's joy in the Lord. Amen. And here's the woman at the well, and we know this story. She met a man. No one would listen to her. No one would. Oh, they put some more time on my clock. Hallelujah. Whoa. Jesus. Man, I'm increasing right now. I'm happy. This is good. And she, she hadn't met a man before. The others were brute beasts. She hadn't met the, the real man. That's why that's, Jesus should be our model. He's our pattern. He's beautiful. And no one would listen to her. But after she comes and tries to pull him down into a diatribe of dialogue and, and, and trying to get him in, uh, into this conversation, he's saying, no, daughter, I'm going to pull you up into a mountain of glory. I'm, this is the mountain of the Lord. And then all of a sudden, something clicks in her. And she drops her water bottle and comes, goes running. And she tells everyone, I've met the man. Come and see the man. Oh, I pray that when people come here, they would see him. Because the scriptures say that we are Christ's house. Come on, if you come to my house, you're going to walk in. You're going to see pictures of my daughter, my grandchild. You're going to see the artwork that I have in my house, the inspiration that I have in my house. You're going to see the atmosphere of the Rosen household. How much more when people come in? Imagine one day people coming in after coming to my house so long, and they don't see any of my pictures. They don't see any of my furniture. When we come into God's house, we must see him. He's going to set up his shop. He's going to put the pictures of his sons and daughters. And we must see him. Come on, are you with me? I fought really hard over you this last week. I so appreciate your, the, the consecration. And I, I think the reason why I sought so hard in the spirit to, 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 to ask the Lord, I want to I wanna bring something. Come on, I, I, yeah, I have some bread in the, in the freezer that I could take out. <laughs> come on, come on, you ministers. We, we got some stuff that we've in our notebooks. And, but I, wanna, I want fresh bread. What are you speaking now, Lord? What are you speaking to this body right now that's going to help them at least encourage, bring courage for what's next? And so I fought hard, and I, I wrote a whole message, and the Lord said, no, 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 not good enough. Not the word, not the word. I'm like, oh, Lord. And I was getting frustrated, and I just said, okay, Lord. 
I, I, I just submit to you. What do you want to say? And this is where he quickened me. Number one, let me just say this. The Lord showed me that the Philadelphia church is in a, in a prize fight scenario. It's interesting that we're on, on, here on the 12th. We're interesting that we're in the Super Bowl fight. It's interesting the moment that we're in. And of course, we know the story of Rocky, the underdog, come on, and the battles that, that, that he came to overcome. <clears throat> and the Lord said, Philadelphia church is in a prize fight, but I'm, I want them to go to the 13th round. I, I want them to go. This is a prize fight, and 13 in the Hebrew is, 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 has to do with, if you translate the, that, 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 that 13th number, it has to do with 40 years crossing over. It has a a value of 40 about crossing over. And God wants us to step into the prize fight of our life. That's why when you gathered everyone to pray and to prepare and to stir up their spiritual muscles, I want to call upon all of you. It's not just for a select few. There's a secret to his house of prayer that he's building. And it's not relegated to a a side room with three or four. It has to come back into the center that his house is a house of prayer for all nations, amen? Let me keep going here. And Isaac, this is the passage that he strongly spoke to me out of. In Genesis 26, 17 through 26. And before I read that, It's about Isaac. But Isaac was trained well by Abraham. And if we go to a couple passages before this, we see Abraham in Beersheba, and he's about to be called up to a mountain of revelation, Mount Moriah. And the Lord calls to him, and, and, and to his Abraham, and he says these words, Hineni, Hineni. And that is incredible. He says, here I am, Lord, and whatever you ask, it's a yes. This is before the request to give the son a promise. Who does that? Who has that spirit to say, Hineni, Lord, whatever you ask, I'm yours, I do it. Amen. And he took his son up. And he told his servants, I'm taking, um, we're going up to worship, but I will return. He had faith to believe regardless of if he had to actually go through with it to sacrifice his son, that God, the resurrection power of God would raise the son, the son of promise. And the rabbis speak. This is why I know he was trained well. He was at an age where he could have overpowered Abraham. And our rabbis and sages that have meditated on this I can't prove it from the scripture, but they believe there was a conversation between Abraham and his son when he realized that he would be the sacrifice. And he said, Father, bind me on the altar of sacrifice that I may not blemish this. He was willing to say, Father, tighten me down. Come on, how many know the church squirms when God's trying to get a hold of us? When, when, it, when that glory comes and the presence comes and he's dealing with things in our heart, he wants to bring the spirit of repentance in. 
which is which is a that is a preceptor to a time of refreshing and revival. And so he was trained well. So let me read this so you don't think I'm a heretic. Bring a little scripture in here. So Isaac moved away from there and camped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. Isaac, listen, reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same name his father had given them. There was an honor of the children. I know there's an honor in this house of your fathering and mothering and the elders that have paid the price to bring you to this point, to this crossing over into a new day. There was an honoring of the old wells. The enemy would all try to always stop up and say, you know, that's it. We're done here, you know. But I'm telling you, no, there's more. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered fresh water. So not only did he reopen the wells of his father, but he dug new wells. And they came against opposition. Come on, anything valuable in the kingdom, there's opposition. Come on, I'm an entrepreneur. Anything value in business, there's, there's, uh, there's opposition. But, but if you can stay the course and break through, there's a release of blessing. Are you with me? Come on, I'm speaking to somebody in this house. And there was a quarreling. I, I want to I go, go over this. Because they had disputed, and they dug another well, and there was another quarreling. The Philistines came and said, no, you can't do that. Come on, if you stopped at the first, first sign of people saying, no, uh, you can't, what are you believing for that place? And then the, your first, first church, and then the second church, and then this campus, what do you, who do you think you are to believe for a well here on this campus? But they stayed the course. And I'm asking you to stay the course. Don't give up an inch. There's blood spilled over this house for what you're doing now. But there's going to be more. And then he says, he, he opened up another well and, and there wasn't a dispute. He broke through. And he says, that night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built the altar there and called on the name of the Lord. He pitched his tent and there he servants dug a well. If I get to it, I'll share about the tents of the Lord, but, I, but I'm speaking about the wells. And this is what the Lord has told me to share with you, I believe. And you, of course, you judge it, but I also want to decree a thing. It says, decree a thing, and it will be established. And so I feel that you fought hard, but these are what he's spoken to me about the wells that you carry. And I was so thankful because when he was spoken, I said, yes, Lord. I felt so confident in God that they, these are the things that you carry, but there's even more that he wants to bring to you. So these are the wells of the new covenant. When I'm saying that, I'm, say, I'm speaking specifically to this house, new covenant. One, I believe you carry a covenantal well. This is a commitment to hear and to obey. 
the promise God made to this house and covenanted with you and you made to him. And there's a power in covenant relationships. I can't tell you, saints, how rare it is as I listen to your history of the elders that started this house and there were strong leaders. That's the problem with the body of Christ at time, to gather strong leaders that will actually work together. But your foundation is of that. And the more you press into that and serve one another and find that consensus and that anointing, there is a commanded blessing. How good and how pleasant it is when brethren, they dwell together. It is like the oil flowing down. Oh, someone's going to receive oil today. It's like the oil flowing down the head of Aaron, down his beard. Aaron represents our high priest and apostle, Yeshua HaMashiach. It flows from his head down his beard to his prayer shawl, to his body. And it says it's like the Duhab Mount Hermon. Do you know what that Duhab Mount Hermon? If you went to Israel, the Mount Hermon, the peaks rise together into the watershed of the sky, into the clouds, and begin to pick up the dew of heaven and bring them down, come on, to the arid places. That ha he, he said, it's there. He said in this passage, is there in that unity of reaching together, reaching up together, saying, God, we're doing this together, echad, with you and one another, and the oil flowing. And it says, God commands a blessing. A command of blessing cannot be stopped. There's more for you. The second well I believe you carry is a transformational well. It's the ability to pioneer, the ability to pray and see the new works of God spring up. Come on, pastor, there's new works to spring up. You may not recognize them compared to some of the others, but they are to spring up. And you know your scripture, Isaiah 43, 18 through, through 20. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. The knell of God is eternal. Come on, you can pull the same word that this body received 40 years ago in a little room in a manor house. And, said, and they said, we are the pioneers, forerunners. Come on, this is a house of forerunners. The ability to see children turn into mature sons. There's a big difference between children and awakened sons and daughters. Come on. The Lord told me the enemy wants to eat our lunch, but God wants to multiply. Come on. Sometimes children can eat bread, but they don't know how to multiply always. Come on. Sometimes children will drink the wine, but they can't produce new wine of the gospel. Come on. We want to see mature sons and daughters of God come under the, the, the font of heaven, come under the leadership of a transformational well here. Come on, God moved upon Hernhut, Germany in 1727 with refugees coming to a campus, a big campus like this. They didn't get along at all. They had differences in communion, different in, 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 in beliefs, but God came 
and launch them on a 105-year prayer meeting with the greatest outlay of missions. And those missionaries came to, to Bethlehem, PA, and other parts. Did you know that Bethlehem was considered the, the first industrial park? Why? Because of the entrepreneurial anointing in God. He, come on, if we just silo ourselves to a little church mountain, come on, we're much bigger than that. Your jobs, all that you're doing in the earth, it's important to be out there. They had over 50 different industries when they came to little Bethlehem and they began to worship that was what came out. Come on, I see an entrepreneurial campus with gifting, all for the gospel's sake, amen? We, we're not doing it for our own glory and just for money. We want to be a steward of the money so we can release that. I got to keep going here. Hallelujah. I see a successional well that you guys understand. When we pray in our Jewish culture, it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. It's a transgenerational move. Young people, come forth. It's time. Middle-aged, older folks like me, we want to see a transgenerational move. Do you know that most churches don't uh, make it in a successional plan? That from one generation to the other, maybe they make squeak by in the next generation, but by the third generation, there's no church to be seen. Do you know that 87% of businesses don't, don't even sell to someone else because there's no successional plan? You have a successional well here. You tap into that well, you're going to see a, a, a flow of succession and, 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 and release. We're going to decree at the end of these wells. Amen. And I, want to, I, want to, I, I need six minutes to play this video, and I'm going to charge you forth. By the grace, if not, I'll come back and play it. You have, there's an optimizational well that you make the most of the resources and the situations and the opportunities that God's given you. There's a multiplication well that I believe that you have. But these, this is the well, and I'm going to have to end here because I want to play this video. I want to give you a charge in the ironic blessing. Amen. Is that okay, Pastor? All right. Oh, I have so much more I would love to release this is where I want to prophesy into your future. These last two wells, I want to release, and we're going to decree them if you feel that it's right of what I'm hearing. I felt the Lord say, it's a sensational well. It's a play on words. In, the, in our Jewish culture, there's a, in the Feast of Tabernacles, the great prophetic... Um, Feast of the Lord, not just of the Jewish people. It's the Feast of the Lords. And there's a, there's a history of that. We know the, when our people left Egypt. They had to build t temporary tabernacles. We call them Sukkots. They, 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 they were, they were, in our day, throughout the world, when this feast comes, you see these booths. We make a booth. And we stand under the booths and we see through the, the bows that we put on top of the the house so we can see the stars and remember the promises made to us to Abraham. This is a great end day prophetic um, uh, feast that speaks of God bringing in a greatest harvest that we've ever seen on the earth. Amen? And during this feast, there's a Beit HaShavua ceremony where the priests come and they, they, they take a golden pitcher 
and there's a blowing of the shofar, and there's a processional all from the temple in Israel, and they, they go down, and they go down, and they take the pitcher, and every day, because it's an eight-day festival, and they fill that water up, and they go back up, and they pour it out on the altar, and the water flows down. And they do it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But on the eighth day, a new beginning day, they take the golden pitcher and they encircle. Come, you encircled. You were on a march. I'm on a different march with you. You were in a Jericho march. They marched around the altar. Come on, at a Jewish wedding, the bride marches around the bridegroom, looking at the, the groom and saying, oh, that's the one I love. That's the one I'm going to enter into covenant. And then they take the, that last on the last day and they pour the oil, they pour the water out. And it's believed that Yeshua on that great day said, if you believe in me, from your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Come on, give him praise. But here's the, here's the prophetic word for you. That, that pool was a natural spring, Siloam. It's called the pool of sending. And I know that you have sent people out, but I believe this campus is being positioned to be a campus of sending. I think there's been sending here, but I believe, Pastor, that there's no, there's, it's, it's obvious to me that he's orchestrating various ministries. You can't do it on your own, New Covenant. He's bringing others like the YWAM base and others here. And they're going to recognize the rich well of sending that's here. Could this be a campus like the Moravians where prayer goes on night and day and then the greatest missionary movement sparks the world from this campus. Come on, sparks the world from this campus. Yes. I, I want to cue up that, 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 boy, I have, that was only a quarter of what I came with. I want to cue up that, that, that video. This is, this is when Joshua, I would, wanted to speak about the tents of Joshua. Joshua turned into the tents in between the, in between the broken covenant of Exodus 32 and the new covenant restored of Exodus 33, there was a tent pitched and, and Joshua stayed in the tent when Moses left and he was given dove's eyes. He was being prepared. Do you know his original name wasn't Joshua, it was Hosea. And, and that means save, but God wanted to fine tune him and say, Joshua, Hosea, your name now will be Joshua. God, Yahoshua, God is the savior. He, he may have all the gifting of ministry, leadership ability, good ministry gifts and all that. But if you don't know that he, you have to know that he is the savior. He is the one that makes the difference. Come on. And so we see Joshua is about to cross over and Moses is saying to him, be strong and courageous. Well, God's saying to him, Moses said to him, and then God said to him, be strong. Be strong and courageous as you enter the land. And as we hear this, we're gonna, I'm going to believe that there's going to be a charge. How many know Paul charged Timothy? 
come on, we're not, we're not Autobots. So, so th- there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a charge. He's, God is not a God of control. If he were, he would just make us do what he wants. He's a God of charge. Are you with me? I don't know if you got that. And that charge is what he said. I want you, Timothy, to fight the good fight with the word spoken over you. And, 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 and release that. Oh, my God. So let's listen to this. I want you to listen with your spirit. And I want him to do something deep in your heart for a new day. Come on, let's play that. Turn it up, too. Where's our war cry? We don't even know that we're at war. We don't understand that we're in hostile territory. This isn't a time of peace. It's against the principalities and the powers that are puppeteering the people. And we are in a position to see souls set free. This has been the ancient war cry throughout all the generations of the Hebrew nation. Rock! Kasak! Where does it come from? Kasak, this is the Hebrew, the rock-like oomph of the spiritually zealous heart, the game face of a mighty man, tenacity of soul, the gritting of the teeth of the spirit-inspired warrior, and the bearing of those teeth to the enemy. Kasak is possessing a resolute and growling resolve for the glory of God, a flush of spiritual fervor, a tensing of all a soldier's muscles. There's a Kasak. We don't have that spiritually. We should. We don't. Because we don't know what we're engaged with. Did you know that you have the armory of heaven? That you have everything you need for life and godliness to push the enemy forces back? And so when you hear Kasak, your knuckles spiritually should immediately turn white. And you should find yourself gritting your spiritual teeth with a belligerence against the enemy. He goes down. There are souls that must be saved. That's just Kasak. The Hebrew statement is Barak Kasak. However, in the Bible, where that came from, it's Kasak Imams. The other word that goes with it, Imams. It's heavenly audacity. It's rushing headlong into the most hazardous and impossible battles without pausing to consider the impossibilities. Who had Imams in the Bible? David? against Goliath? That's some serious amats. Okay, he's rushing headlong against the Goliath. It's like, David, we might want to think about this a little. No, I'm not weighing the impossibilities. This is for my God. It's a confidence in victory even before the field is taken. It's lambs moving with liquid ferocity straight into the lion's lair. How about the three that overheard him in the cave of Adullam? Just all for a cup of cool water from the well of Bethlehem. Those guys had amats. You'll run out, break through a garrison of Philistines to grab a cup of cool water and then bring it back through the garrison. They're being hunted by Philistines all the time trying not to spill a cup of water. That's the moths. Mere men and women on earth are eaten up by the enemy. However, we're not just mere men and women of this earth. We are redeemed. We are bought with a price and we've been changed into the body of Christ. A means swift-footed, all-believing, super-conquering, prevailing faith in the Lord of battles. What happens to the world if Christians once again get Kasach and Amats? You know what the apostles had after Pentecost? Something came into them. What was it? You can say it very simply. Kasach and Amats. Spirit of God. He came in to win. 
He came in to turn this world on its head. Moses' last gasp, this is his great speech before the promised land, which he never got to enter into. And he's laying out the ground rules for the kingdom that is about to be established across that Jordan River. Be strong and of good courage. Kasach Amos. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that does go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Kasach Amos. Be strong and of good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Well, what's happening there? The men and women of God are coming to take what was purchased. The promise. You are surrounded by 31 hostile empires. You know, that's what they were headed into. 31 empires on the other side of that Jordan River. 31. This is where we are at as the Church of Jesus Christ, yet we are there without a war cry. Let's understand that we are out to win for the glory of Jesus Christ. And even if we die, we win. Doesn't matter what happens to our bodies. We obey, God wins. Now suddenly we're crossing. Joshua is the same name for Jesus in the New Testament, by the way. This is the Savior, the man of salvation, who was coming to bring us into the inheritance. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Rock the sock. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Rock Kasak, Israel. Rock Kasak, men and women of God Almighty. All the powers of earth and hell that come against your soul, and all the powers of earth and hell that are puppeteering the lost masses, you hit them square in the teeth. And you show love to this world. To anyone who would spit in your face, you serve them and you love them in return and say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Come on. Hallelujah. Do you know that our family came here from Ukraine, Philadelphia? My great grandfather. <laughs> he started doing odd jobs, eventually, he became, uh, started selling gas lanterns. Lighting became progress lighting. It became the largest lighting company in the world. One little family, small family. In 1973, when the nation raged against Israel, no one would sell Israel technology. Our building came up with the night vision goggles for Israel. The, the things that can happen and are about to happen if you're willing, that which comes out of your seed, out of the loins of what was laid here, is so extraordinary. So I want you to stand and I want to pray this blessing over you. It's, 
It's basically the, the blessing given to our priesthood that you would be carriers of the divine name and that you would go forth carrying that name. When he sent out the 70s, he, they, he was excited for them and they did miracles in his name and they came back, Jesus, we did so many amazing things. He said, boys, that was amazing, but don't get so excited. I've taken your name and I've given you my name. We're here to see the kingdom come. Amen. Get ready. Get ready, new covenant. Yevarechecha Adonai v'mishrarecha. Yair Adonai penavalecha v'chonecha. Aseh Adonai penavalecha v'semlecha shalom. May the Lord barak you like he did in the garden. Kneel over you face to face, breath to breath, eyes to eyes. And bless you and release the mandate of his heart. May he be gracious unto you. And may you be metamorphosed, changed into his image. And may you go forth carrying the most chaos destroying. <laughs> Giant killing. Shalom of heaven from the Sar Shalom, from the Prince of Peace. And I bless you, B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach, in Yeshua's name, amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.